Let's do it. Let's get stuck in. How are we? I'm pretty good, bro. How are you? I'm fucking good. Is that a nice lemon tea you've got it there? It is a nice lemon tea. Have you got a lemon tea and a beer? I've got that a is horse, the most- horse throat. No, it's a... um. It's a like a big one liter Stein, you know, like the German Stein. Yeah, but didn't like, you crack a beer before as well? So yeah, you've got yeah, like yeah. a lemon tea and dare, then a beer. Do you dare me to mix the beer with a lemon oh, tea? Go on, do it. Wish this was already a video podcast. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> that looks not that different, but I bet it tastes. Oh, fuck a- off. Don't add more. Well, now he's got the best of both worlds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode one. Lemon um, dry. We've got a lemon and drop. Lemon and dry drop. So that's taken the complete throat soothing out of that entire yeah, drink exactly that you right. just mixed up. Throat is no longer soothing. cancelled each other out. Uh, I'm good. So what's going on, brother? Yeah. Dry I'm, July or what? Right. Yeah, fucking day one. Day one. Watching some dickheads drink beers on, on the first day. <laughs> drink beers out My of My brother stein. messaged me before as well because he was. I'm like, you're not going to come down and neck piss in front of me again, are you, on day one? And he's like, it's only day one. I'm like, exactly, that's yeah. the point. I'm like, imagine what I'm going to be like on like – Day two. Yeah. It's going to be well, fucking- Day 30, you're going to be like withered and falling <sighs> apart. Bro, it's going to be tough. As, like, this is the thing. I, I, when, you, when I actually think about it, um, since I turned- Well, probably even before I was 18, but let's use 18 as a, as a legal position. Um, I reckon maybe I've had one or two weeks in a row absolute maximum off of drinking for really? what is now almost 12 Shit, years. Yeah, that's brutal. That's a pretty considerable amount of time. That is. It's that is almost, long, like- I don't really drink too much during the week unless you dickheads come around for a gentleman's <laughs> game of beer pong on a Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, just always something. There's always something going on every yeah. weekend, some excuse to it's like that, eh? neck, some, neck some beers. Even when you don't think there's something on, you, you, you it's rolls ro- ro- around Friday night and someone's like, oh, this guy's like, you got to come around my house. We're going to have a bonfire and fucking uh, there's just, And I'm noticing it now because, as I said to you before, like um, now there's just 15 things I've got to do this month. That all yeah. uh, somehow revolving around drinking. I've come around here on a Wednesday night and you cunts are having a beer. You know, you don't even notice those things. Yeah, exactly right. You don't notice um, it until you're looking for it. Especially when you don't like, you know, this kind of session here where you come around and have a beer. We don't get destroyed. So it's not like you're thinking of it as a big sesh, but they're just yeah. a few quiet Wednesday night beers. So like all of those in between the actual getting fucked up on the weekend ones adds up to quite a lot of beer. Well, that's what would make it hard. For the dry July would be... Hard, not so much for the Saturday night because when you're out with the boys on Saturday night, and then like everyone's getting trashed, I got their bottles of vodka and shit. You, 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 you're like, all right, I'm in the mode. I know I'm, I'm like, it's dry July, you know. Yeah, it's a Saturday you got night. Into but it if it's knowing. a Wednesday night and you got a one liter Stein, you know, you're like, yeah. and you're just drinking and then you're heading home and going to work. Yeah. That's, I think that's where it would be the hardest. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. When you don't expect it to be a situation where you're going to, and then you realize you can't do it because you're. I can do and dry July because you're a dickhead. Um, they're the ones that hurt. But yeah, look, I, I think I just decided I um I wanted to uh, do something and do it for a, for a decent cause. Obviously, I um I contacted the uh, Black Dog Institute, which I had a bit to do with. Um, I think you might have come to one of the shows, but um, Mark Ryan, uh, a very good comedian, yeah, he I know did guy. he yeah. did um. He did 30 gigs in 30 days and uh, oh, he right. took donations the entire time and, and put some of his proceeds um, towards the Black Dog Institute. I think I think it was about 5000 or something wow. he raised for him That's just killer. by doing those month. shows in a month. Wow. Um, I was saying to, uh, to Rookie before, he one of the days, he actually did more than 30. He did like 36 or something in total because he did a couple – of like two shows in a day. One of them, he did four shows in Roxby in one day. Yeah, right. So he got there in the morning. That's a trek. And did the shift, every shift change for the for the miners. So he did oh, like shit. a 6am show, a 10am show, a 2pm show and a 6pm show. Wow. Um, all in one day. Um, and, and obviously raised because they're fucking loaded. Yeah. Um, so we made a shitload of money for the for the foundation and that. Um, oh, good on While he was man. down there doing that. So I'd already, I spoke to him when I was doing the shows with him and he said that was an awesome uh, you know, institute, and I had to look into the work that they do, and was obviously trying to raise awareness for for the mental health stuff, and and uh, you know, make it more commonplace that it's something that we all talk about, and that their big like motto is like you know, looking at mental illness the same way we look at physical yeah. ailments. You know what I mean? Like the way the the level of attention and whatever that we give to them, that's makes, how it should have been from the bring start. Bring it, bring it into the same level. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I contacted them because I was kind of obviously you can do the dry July, which is for the uh, I can't remember. It's one of the the cancer foundations, and yeah. Um, but you know, this is the thing that I'm really passionate about, as we sort of talked about in the first um, first ep. Um, so I contacted them, and they were awesome. Like straight off the bat, they showed me how I could create a page 
that would yeah. be like custom to what I wanted it to be. Uh, just say that it was for dry July. People can donate. It's got a little tally of where I'm at. Um, I then like shared it on Facebook and I added like a donation button to the post, but I didn't realize that that was going to separate the donations. Oh, did it? So I had like one going to the page and one going to Facebook. So I contacted him again and I was like, is there any way I can consolidate it? And she's like, once the Facebook button ends, which is like seven days, send me a screenshot and I'll add that to your page. And then she's like, it's already awesome. Like you've already, because I think I've got like 350, it's only day one today I've I've raised already. Yeah. And she's like, that's so awesome that you've already got that so much. Like, thank you so much. Like just being really cool and- Yeah, genuine um, about it. Not yeah. being, not because like like I, I don't know how much you've ever looked into charities, but a lot of these big charities, right? They will take in your donation, and then in the fucking finest print that you can find, it'll be like seven percent goes to the actual cause. The rest of it goes to the CEO who needs to drive a fucking Aston Martin Vantage. Bro, I, you know, it's it's it's, it's, it's like, some of them are real fucking shady, but I'm glad that it seems like that these guys here are legit as fuck because we need we need more actual mental health. Yeah, uh, like funding and support and yep. more avenues where people can talk about it. And like we said that for this that first episode we did last week or the week before or whatever, um, it's just not something, especially with men, that like gets talked about enough. And mm-hmm. like especially with the older generations, um, rookies. Mrs. was actually telling me that she was doing uh, like work experience or something like that at some. Um, uh, I don't know what kind of like, like like a club, you know, where they play darts and they hang out and they have a beer and whatnot. And a lot of the dudes there, the older dudes there, you could just see the repressed, the repressed energy. And like you talk to them, and like she she went there to talk to them, and um, you you could feel it almost like they wanted to fucking let it all out. But like um, the 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 atmosphere and the culture of their upbringing uh, has has been like nah. You need to keep that shit bottled up. That, you need to be a fucking man. Like, yeah, that it's, that it's weak to be like feeling down or or feeling not okay or whatever. It has yeah. been the most like broken thing, and it, and it's trickled down into our generation. It's good to see that we're starting to see a shift in that, and there's a lot more support in our peers and everything else now for actually like saying, hey. Um, you know, I'm 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 struggling at the moment, or, or whatever it is, and there's a lot more of you know checking in on your mates and yeah. and like again, even just like showing love and appreciation for your friends. I think that's oh, something that um, they didn't do enough of in 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 for so many years. And like you know, we'll we'll have a few beers and you know, fucking straight away we're like, I fucking love you, cunts. Oh, like, 100%. It's so good. I love going yeah. camping. I love doing whatever we're doing right now, which is just something that you just didn't see, you know, growing up. I never saw that with my nah. dad and his mates. Even, at, even you know, they'd be on the piss all night and they'd still be hesitant to tell their yeah. mate that they love them. Whereas exactly like, right. yeah. I'll be one beer deep at the pub and I'm telling everyone, you, you know, like, yeah, it's, you, it's, you love them, yeah. Like, I remember, I remember like, it was like two weeks ago, we went, we went camping and I remember me and him were sitting there like on the sand, trashed ads, like to the point where we were like going like this, like, like just swaying, <laughs> like yeah. when we were sitting there, and I said, I turned around and said to him, and he said to me, it "Was like, fuck, bro, I love you, man. Like, like legit. Like, and and like shit like that is like when you think back, it's like everybody has their own lives and they're busy and shit. But like when it comes down to it, and you're both enjoying time off and shit like that, um, and when, when you can really like you know tell them because you tell your missus, I tell my missus all the time that you, you love them, but like how often do you actually get to tell your other male friends, especially yeah. that you love them and actually mean it, yeah. and like. You know, it, it doesn't like it doesn't have to be alcohol, but I, I find that when you know you are on it, then and you're sitting there and like you are camping or whatever, it's um it, it's it's super dope to like feel that uh, raw connection. Yeah, and uh, it's even like you know, and I think it's where a lot of the parent to kid thing as well because of that same thing. You know, the people's disjointed relationships with, with yeah. I think dads probably especially because of exactly what we're talking about. But a lot of that comes from again that people don't want to be vulnerable and to admit that they love something so much or whatever is also then accompanied with vulnerability. So that there's like a hesitancy yeah. to, because they have to be this tough person all the time. Yeah. Or again, just that whole thing of like, oh, just suck it up or just whatever. Or, you know, when sometimes it's just not as easy as, as doing that. So it's definitely not as easy um, as that. Yeah. So obviously yeah. that's, that's where the, the kind of motivation, as we said, for this podcast and now um, to, to start this dry July and hopefully raise some more awareness. And, you know, cause again, the Black Dog Institute as well, I guess, in the name. You know, we've been losing people through this coronavirus shit and everything else. Right. I had someone I used to work with, I went to school with that recently um, uh, committed suicide and, and the numbers have gone through the roof over the world. Um, you know, people being in isolation and, yeah. and just being in situations that have just had to have forced them to face things that they were able to keep themselves busy or whatever enough to not, 
to not have to face it head on. Yeah. And all of a sudden their fo- their hand is forced to, to have right. to. And there's people um, that have lost their jobs and all their, or like, it's, it's like that, it's like that snowball. It's like they've lost their job and then their missus goes, oh, well, how are we going to afford this? And then they start fighting with their missus and they lose their missus. And then like, whatever you see on like blokes advice. I don't know if you're a part of that Facebook group or what, mm-hmm. there, there's a blokes advice group and you see it all, I see it all the fucking time, man. It's like, oh, this happened, like it's usually like I lost my job or I lost my license or whatever it may be. And then that, that snowballs into now my missus has walked away. And then like it's, it almost seems like once a one, like the catalyst happens, it, it then all fucking snowballs. Yeah. Um, and it's so easy for that to, it's so like, like, like in the last, uh, I think it was like the last month, I know of two people that have taken their own lives. I don't know them personally, but um, like, you know, through someone who's known them and it's just like Jesus Christ, you know, it's like it's the number one killer. I'd say that suicide probably is the number one killer in the world. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have stats in front of me, but I would would hazard to say that it would probably would be. Well, I think, again, even if it's like it's just something that's very confronting to think of, of how big the numbers are for it. And, again, um, stats eluding me, but I know that it is something that is that is massive, and particularly in men. Yep. And it's not taking anything away from from obviously the women, but that's what makes it when you've got this, I guess, dichotomy that that you know these the men are the strong individuals or whatever, which again is not something that necessarily saying we believe is the case but when that is the perception that at least was held for a period of time and then yet the inverse of that is that all of these guys are, are taking their own lives yeah there's a massive like disjointed thing there about what's going on and and you know when you can link it back to exactly what we were saying about the fact that you know no one's no one's speaking up or no one knows how to, that that's what it comes down to as well it's not also just about oh you know people oh why didn't they just speak up but uh, we are at a point now and, and we have done it over an extended period of time and things like that. So for us now, it does come more naturally, right? We've understood that we get a benefit out of um, saying how we feel and making ourselves vulnerable. But then when our vulnerability is reciprocated by the people that we love, we feel more and more confident over time to continue being vulnerable. And then you for build sure. that up. Yeah. But if you haven't had that, you know, to say, oh, why didn't they speak up? Why didn't they say something? Some of these people don't understand how to. They actually don't know how to convey it. And then because they're dealing with all of their demons, they're thinking no one wants to listen, uh, no one wants to care what I'm going to say, they're going to think less of me if they know that I'm struggling, all of these different things that creep in as well. So it's not just – and that's where – the fostering of the idea of, of speaking out and everything has to come from people like us who have already built that up, right? And which is exactly why, again, I want to do the Dry July. I want to do this podcast because yeah. I think that if we, someone like ourselves who do feel very comfortable and very confident now, uh, you know, expressing ourselves and, and, and talking about when we're not dealing well with things and, and everything else is, is something that we can hopefully, uh, I guess, ingrain and, and, and build up in other people. That's it, um, man. Just through hearing about, you know, even just hearing us go, wow, so it's just about, you know, somewhere to start is, is you know, telling people that you do love that you love them. You know, people yeah. are very scared to do that because they don't want that person to not reciprocate it. But you're never going to know that feeling and if they're not reciprocating it, well, then they're probably not someone that you'd want to have in your life for an extended period of time anyway, yeah. right? So it's so important to be as raw. And they could be sitting there wanting you to do that the entire time. And then when they're not getting it from you, they also don't, you know, give it back. Yeah. So then you're both sitting there really reliant on this other person but not telling them how reliant you are because you don't want them to think you're reliant on them. And it's just this vicious cycle whereas like until you become, learn to be as open and honest with everyone as you possibly can, that's the only way you can form uh, bonds and things that you can trust in them people so that when something is getting you down, you're like, wow, this per- me and this person have built up this over a period of time. So I'm going to tell them I'm struggling with with this where I'm struggling with addiction or I'm struggling with this relationship, I'm struggling with this work, whatever it yeah. may be, and it's really affecting me. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. Um, Mate, all through- we can do all we can do is spread the awareness, I guess. And, like, to, to go back to what we were originally talking about, with the, with the dry July, the whole thing of, like, giving, giving up is, like, showing that you, like, within yourself, like, proving to yourself that you have the ability to to not do that. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be drinks or weed or darts or whatever or something like that, because I know a lot of people uh, just can't kick the darts. Like you were saying to me before about uh, smoking, you were like, 
I don't smoke during the week or whatever, but like we go to the pub or we hang out on the weekend or we play with a few cheeky gentlemen's and you've got a dart in your hand. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. look, and that's why I've tried to like uh, I'm I'm doing the doing the trio, obviously, not not trying to smoke uh any greenery, not not um not drinking and, and not having any durries. As I said, the durries has been something where I've I've not smoked during the week uh for probably yeah over three years now since before winston was born my son um but i've in that entire time i've never been able to stop that intense craving the minute that i start having a beer which is just you know you think about the 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 fact that the two legal things alcohol and and uh and smokes go hand in hand with each other they're taxed out the fucking asshole and they're like two of the most addictive and two of the biggest killers yeah you know and and the third thing that i'm i'm giving up not because I think that it's bad for me, but because it's just again the idea of having a, a tolerance break and, and having a break from everything to just completely, I guess you know, refresh myself um, is the weed, and that's the one thing that's not killing anyone. Yeah, um, that that obviously is um, uh, you know looked frowned upon more than anything else. Well, I think um, these days the perception of marijuana has changed a lot. Oh, even in the last, um, I'd say, five years, maybe even, uh, now that like a lot of people are starting to see like the the benefits of, especially like CBD oil, but even just like actual THC, like just the benefits of being able to like unwind and yeah. like let your brain, like the the, the anxiety suppressor kind of the side well, of it. You I was know? watching like a thing recently that I thought was amazing in the way it explained it is that weed is something that when people talk about that feeling of paranoia, weed is something that peels back your the the sort of layers that you've created or the buffer that you've created with the shit that you're not happy with in yourself or that you're not happy with in life and it fucking rips them away. So a lot of people feel that paranoia, but a lot of the time what it is is that their brain's actually fucking processing everything that's going on at a level that it normally doesn't. So it's making them face real shit. That's it, yeah. Um, And then that's that's the paranoia. So they're like, I don't like doing it. But part of it is they don't like doing it because they don't like feeling that feeling of having to face real shit, right? That's right, yeah. Um, Especially parts of themselves that may be buried for so long. Yeah. um, That, like, a lot of people don't want to face their their problems. Like, look, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but, like, it's – I think facing your – your weaknesses and trying to focus on them instead of just going towards your strengths is is good, and that's why that that's where like I find that like weed compared to alcohol is is like is completely like polar opposite. Yeah, alcohol like suppresses. Yeah, like I was saying to you before about or my alters past. alters like your can alter your mood in in much different ways as well. You know, it can make people angry, it can make people depressed. Yeah, um, you know, you can obviously have a good time or whatever. Otherwise, again, I wouldn't be fucking doing it, but. Uh, there's a, there seems to be a lot more of negative repercussions. And when people talk about weed, the only thing that people say about weed is that they feel that feeling of paranoia. And I think yeah. that if you explain it in a way of like, you, you, if you go into it understanding like that you're going to be thinking at a at a higher level or whatever and that you understand that before you do it, well, then you're going to understand how to na- navigate um, that sort of stuff as well. So, and look, I, look, I think like anything, I think it's important to note that I think that anything, whether it's alcohol, fucking whatever it may be, moderation is is key. I oh, think 100%. That, and look, that's coming from from even personal experience. I, um, you know, I probably got to a point myself where I was, you know, smoking every single day and a lot every single day. So it's, yeah. it's becoming a money thing. Um, and as we were saying before we started recording, I think the thing was for me is that I was, I was mixing it with tobacco because that's yeah. what everyone was doing. It's fucking South Australia. Australia represent exactly right. mixy cunt. Yeah. Um, so and all my mates were doing it. So I just it just became a just became a habit um, to go around there, and obviously they're just they've already chopped rages or whatever. You don't want to be that cunt. That's like yeah, oh, give me have a, yeah, give me a couple of straighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially when you're getting free, so you don't want to be that that asshole. Yeah. So you just start per- putting up with it, and then all of a, then all of a sudden you go and try and smoke straight, and it and it's fucking making you cough your lungs up and everything else, you're just like, oh, well, fuck, I'm a mixy smoker now. So suddenly I'm doing that myself. Yeah. Um, and it just got to the point where, as I was saying to you before, like I um, was, I started thinking of myself as, because I feel like we can enhance me, right? I feel like yeah. um, if I if I do the right amount, then I'm, like a lot of my stand-up, some of the best shit I've ever written is like I'll go to bed after I've come home, I've worked all day, I'll come home, have a little pipe or, or a spliff or something um 
at night time once I'm about to go to bed or, or if I'm sitting there playing Xbox for a bit. Then when I go to bed and I'm like, oh, my brain is like thinking of shit that sometimes it's garbage. Sometimes I've like written notes like pretty high and then I'm yeah. waking up in the morning like that doesn't make fucking any sense. <laughs> oh, I've done the same thing with it's lyrics. I look at it and I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Is that? What, what is that even supposed to mean? But I've also written gold. Like I've written some of the things I've woken up in the morning and be like, dude, like get you on TV now. You're yeah, a fucking yeah, genius, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, the, the main thing is, is that what I, when I came away from that, you know, when I wanted to quit smoking, which again, as I said, has been the biggest struggle, but the, the thing I wanted to do was obviously not smoke the mixed stuff anymore yeah. um, and cut and try and quit smoking altogether and obviously just cut back on my, on, on the intake of weed. And now I'm at a point with it where it isn't, it isn't every day. Um, it's, it's such a small amount when I do it because that's all I need now. Yeah. Um, and I feel good. I actually feel that feeling from a small amount and it's, yeah. it's not like I'm not chasing a high. I'm not having to sit there. Like, I mean, I used to sit, me and my mate, we'd like buy like a 50, uh, you know, five grams and it would just be gone in a couple of hours. Yeah. And we would like pride ourselves on our ability to do that without batting an eyelid. Um, which is just not, it's nah. not an appropriate or a, a thing, you know, it's no different than again, you know, when you're sitting there and you're just trying to annihilate yourself with alcohol um, and everything That's else. Right. It's just not a good way. It becomes that crutch, I guess. Um, to do it. To- so I wanted to do the trifecta of all three of them. Uh, obviously the not smoking durries is going to be easy because I only do it when I drink alcohol. So yeah. I might as well throw that in there because at least I can say I've had 30 days without any of that stuff. Um, and just see how I feel at the end of it. Did you, you know, ever not- find that um, you really had much of a problem with drinking ever? No, is it like, again, it's just one of those things where like, I'd never, I'd never drink at home on my own really. Yeah. Like other than if I have a glass of wine of dinner, um, with my partner or, um, you know, if I've got a couple of beers on a Friday night, if I'm sitting there playing Xbox and I'm talking to my mates anyway, and like I'll, I'll have a couple of beers, but I've, I don't think in all the time where I have been going out on the weekend and getting shit faced or whatever, I've never, um, I've never sat at home and got drunk on my own. Like I can't yeah. honestly think of a time. It just doesn't interest me. It's never like, put you to that point where you're like, I've got a problem. No, I that's right. Never. And it's always like everything has been, even in my, um, even in my, when I used to do other drugs, um, uh, a lot more many years ago. It was always revolved around social. Yeah. Right. So whether it's drinking or whether it was getting on harder shit, whatever it was, it always revolved around the social aspect. I've never had any interest in um and even now, like, you know, the only thing that I like uh, uh smoking weed for above all else, and the only thing that I ever think about, like, hey, I wouldn't mind doing it right now, now is playing games. Yeah. Because I find like I I'm so much more uh, sucked into the experience of playing games. Yeah. Uh, when I've ha- when I've had a little pipe or whatever, like, and that's my little like, and we'll, we'll talk about this probably another time. But like, gaming for me is, uh, is my favorite complete brain switch off thing to do. Um, because you know you have a hectic day at work, and you come home, and you you know I spend time with my little one, get him to bed, spend a bit of time with my missus. Then a couple of hours I'll go down and play games, and I'm either talking to mates, which is always good, yeah, um, or I'm playing a game. And so if, when you're playing a game, you can't concentrate on whatever's going on in your life, right? Because it takes every part of your brain to you know oh, work sure, through yeah. what you're doing. So you can't be thinking about oh, work's going to be fucked tomorrow, yeah. or man, I got this bill coming up. I don't even know how I'm going to fucking sort it out. My car needs a service, whatever. You can't be thinking about any of that because you're like trying to shoot this fucking yeah, dickhead that's in the head it. or whatever. Well, right? that's like re- recent recently, like um, me and Pato have actually started playing Age of Empires again. Bro, well, like what he, a game. he was he yeah he he was playing it and like he was like oh yeah my mates are hell into it and like they're so good or and then I was like fuck I haven't played it I haven't played it since the first one with the 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 big mama and the big papa you know <laughs> like, yep. and then he he was showing me this new one that they've got um so then I downloaded it and it's 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 wild man it's like the new it's like the same kind of game essentially but like the graphics are just like way better and the AI are like way smarter and um like I like to just every now and then even come home and like sit there and like you're just focused on you, you start off with a couple of villages and you just got to you got to build your civilization yep. again you got to do it before next door neighbor over there comes and knocks you down fuck your shit yeah. up yeah and like um not only does it take your mind off of other things but it's also like you're using your brain power and yes. you're like it, it's it's training yourself as well yeah that's so. the thing like sitting there and watching like just mind numbing TV has not been something I've enjoyed doing nah, for for that long and that's the thing as well like you know that you know people talk about the whole I guess all the the jumping back to what we we're saying, all the very classic like 
uh, arguments against weed is the is the laziness and the and the whatever else and that's never something I've ever really experienced even when I was doing it a lot it's probably the most the only thing I noticed out of it in that regard is that because I would I would get up on weekends and I'd do it from fucking dusk till dawn I would end up going to bed hell early because I'm just fucking knackered by yeah. the end of the day kind of thing. And I was like, well, like normally, like if I'm, a, I'll stay up and play games or do whatever, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll do something. So that was probably the only time I ever noticed myself. But I was working five days a week. I was doing stand up comedy. I, there was never a time where that ever interfered with with my life, and it still doesn't now. Yeah. Well, you see, that's 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 the thing. Like with it being illegal, with finger quotation marks, it's like. You compare that to alcohol, and like I was saying to you before, um, for a while there, like I, like I had no job and I had like nothing to do. This is probably when I was like 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I had nothing to do. So me and my friend, we we would just kind of like wake up. It would be like a Tuesday and we'd just start drinking. And like you would go through and um, I feel like that, that makes you lazy, you know. And we would just go through and we'd be sitting there and all we would do was like write music, write lyrics or go out and like see people or whatever. And it got to a point where um, we were probably drinking like, well, I don't know, I was probably drinking maybe like four or four bottles a week or whatever it may be. Yeah, see, that's insane. And, 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 like, and then because you have no job, it's just like all the time. Um, so it became like a crutch and it became a problem. Um, and, yeah, and then eventually I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not even doing anything. Like I'm just drinking alcohol, being a fat, lazy dog and not progressing any further. And like, I think back at it now and it's just like, that's legal. Like alcohol is legal. And I've been like drinking since I was like, you know, 15 or whatever, you know, how is that legal when the stigma around weed is like, you're lazy. But from my personal experience, the problem I've had is with the alcohol and that made me lazy. And that's the thing. I've watched family members like literally kill themselves with alcohol. It's it's super easy to get down that hole, man. It was just like at the start, I was like, "All right, sweet. I love. I, I used to love Woodstock, and it was just like, yeah, let's have a Woodstock and Woodstock and Coke, and it was, it was just pure Woodstock." And then like I started getting real bad heartburn from it, so I was like, "Shit, what am I going to move to?" And then I moved to vodka, and then like that's where I like really started frying myself, like drinking heaps and heaps of vodka. Even to this very day, like I, I really only drink like kind of on the weekends when we hang out or whatever. But like even to this day, we'll, we'll go out and I'll drink a whole bottle that night. Yeah. The tolerance has, ne- has just never gone away. Yeah. Which is bullshit because you, I, I would much rather be have one or two drinks. Yeah, than I'd rather trashed. be a Cadbury for sure. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's the same thing for me. Like that's you know I I'll buy a carton and we'll um, get through a, a good stint of it in a weekend just because I've just been doing that for that long. Yeah. It's part of why I wanted to to have this break now because I've just never really forced myself. And, and it's, it's a lot about the willpower thing as well. You know, yeah, I just wanted well, to show it. myself that it was it's going to be tough, but I can do it. And then if I want to do it again, if I want to do it for longer or whatever it can be, um, you know. And it's just like anything, you know. With when I first started cutting back on the durries, the biggest thing is just obviously forcing yourself to do something, showing yourself you can do it, then knowing that you can do it forever. Sure. As I said, that and the only hurdle I haven't been able to to overcome is the is the you know cigarette with the beer type thing, which is very common in a lot of people. But again, a lot of that comes down to um, you know it's that social thing when you're yeah. drinking and you've got mates that like. As a good example of that, if I go to a mate's house who doesn't smoke and it's just me and him, say, watching the UFC and I'm drinking, I don't even think about it because it's not an option. It's not there. It's not That's something it, I can yeah. go and do. I'm going to walk out of his house and go and buy like a pack of darts yeah. because it's not um, it's not that important to me. Yeah. But when I go to a mate's house and we start having drinks and then my brother or someone pops out and has a diary, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure could go one of those. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. um, so, the catalyst, and, I guess. And that's, that's one of the things I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I can try and get out of myself by having 30 days off of drinking. That's another 30 days without any diaries. Yeah. There's no reason that when I do have a beer at the end of this that I need to, to go back into that. And if that's one personal benefit that I can take out of this is no more fucking darts, then then that's that's something I want to try and that's achieve. A win. And, that's a win, man. Uh, it's going to make the missus very happy because she always lectures me very hard it. about every diary that I have. Yeah. She's like, I you want to be here for your son? They're fucking disgusting. They They're are. Foul. Like, I've never, I've never been a smoker. Like, never, <laughs> yeah. ever, ever. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the appeal. I really don't. Yeah, it's like, I don't. It doesn't fuck you up. It doesn't. What does it do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. And I avoided it for ages. It was I moved in with um, I moved in with a with an ex girlfriend and, and a housemate and. Uh, they were just going out for durries all the time. Yeah. And then 
again, it came in with the drinking side of it because the first few I ever had was like in HQ in fucking Flashdance when I'm maggot. Yeah. Um, and then we would be on like a Friday night sitting out around our back table and drinking and them two would just be smoking flat out. And I'm like, oh, I've had a few drinks. I'll have a durry. And then it was just a slippery slope. And as I said, I was smoking, you know, I was never hectic, but I got to the point where I was having your 10, 11 a day type thing for, yeah. for quite a few years. And yeah. um, I'm just glad at least that I've made a massive step away from that. You know, every week I won't have one. And then if I do catch up with mates on the weekend and they smoke, then I'll have a few. Then you'll have one, but you're them. not going out buying packs. Like. No, nah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, which is I'm, good. Everyone's hating me because I've now been fucking scumbag Steve. Yeah, you're the scumbag years, Steve like, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're hating that, but hey, it's better for me. Yeah, yeah. No, fucking um, nice. So, oh, but good, hey, going back to what we're saying before about the the CBD stuff, I wanted to to give you my personal um, yeah, yeah. recount of that. So, uh, it's funny. So, I remember when I was when I first started ever um, smoking weed, my mum and dad are pretty chilled, and they again, had those kind of archaic thoughts of like, you know, I don't want you doing this and becoming like a fucking lazy no-hoper or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I used to rock up home when I was like 16, 17, when I'd only done it a few times and they could tell that I was fucking stoned out of my mind. I was eating the cupboard fucking out of house <laughs> and home. I didn't do it much around that time, but they didn't really care that much. Again, they just give me the same classic tale of, of that. But it's funny thinking of that compared to now. Both my parents are on CBD oil. So my mum's okay. got- um, Oh, your mum now as well? Because I remember you saying about your dad. Oh, so it was mum first. Oh, it was mum so first. So we just right, got okay. dad uh, recently. So mum's got osteoarthritis. Yeah. Um, so her back's fucked. Like she's had right. problems with it for ages. She got to the point where she was having to have like hectic painkillers, not all the time, but like as a, as a way to uh, be able to fucking move or sleep. Um, and so- because you can now get CBD like eat over the fucking counter of Happy High Herbs, um, we, we mum went and got herself some, and she's been able to now get herself to the point that she doesn't have any of the hectic painkillers at all. Yeah, um, she's found well. that it's helped her in other ways of just like her general feeling and her stomach and uh, you know sleeping and the pain relief and everything. Um, just from having a couple of drops of that at night. So then we kept trying to ask Dad. Uh, because it's expensive, dad's like, no, it's mum. He's just one of those selfless people that's like, you yeah. know, worries more about mum than himself. And like, he broke his neck in high school. Uh, they operated too early. Um, he and he's dealt with problems. Like he's uh, he's paralyzed pretty much down one side. Like he can right. he can walk and move, but he's very weak. Very there's no strength, and and it's just deteriorating over time. Yeah. Um. So he's in constant pain. Like he sleeps in a fucking armchair. Yeah. Um, because it, if he goes tries to go to bed, he just wakes up in agony. Oh, and so we were sucks, trying man. to push him to um, try it as well, and he wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. So my brother and my mate, Alan, who you know, yeah. went and brought one of the massive bottles and gave it to him and said, you've got no fucking excuse That's now. so good, man. That's so good. Straight away, knocking him the fuck out. Yeah. Now, he's still waking up sore and things like that because, like, he's so used to sleeping so light that he can adjust himself all the time into yeah. a position that's not... So when he's like deep sleeping, his but body's he's, like stuck in the one yeah. position. So, but he's almost hopefully finally got his new bed that'll be like a like a motorized bed thing. Yeah. Um. So he can get himself into good position or whatever. So we're hoping the combination of that and the CBD yeah. oil. But it's just amazing to think of. You know, you've got yeah. parents that again, whilst they weren't like the big, you know, fucking in the streets marching against marijuana, they they definitely had that. That classic kind classic, of like, yeah. you know, Out, like lazy, no hoper. Well, that, that, that's the whole conspiracy or the whole lie behind it. You know, like obviously if you abuse anything, you abuse uh, you, you abuse opiates or like whatever it may be, painkillers. It could food, be food, yeah. food, food, sugar, you know, anything, you abuse anything, it's going to be a fucking problem. Yeah. But like the thing with with weed is like they, they demonized it so hard and I think they did that. Maybe like retrospectively looking at, it, I think they did that is because they knew that it had so many positive benefits, and they knew that when people were having CBD oil, or they were, or they were, or they, were or they did have THC. Their minds were thinking in different ways. They were thinking of different things about the world that they didn't want people thinking about. Yeah, it's not necessarily like they wanted to shut it down because it's so evil and it's so bad. Like the proof's in the pudding with alcohol, man. It's like that is literally poison. There's nothing well, more to it. Like even just look at it from a from a um, pharmaceutical level, right? The amount of when when it, we've all got first hand recounts, right, of people that have said 
and this is especially with the older generation, um, the ones that that have done it for a long time or that do it now. With the, and this is just with even smoking marijuana, the the testament to it helps my insomnia, um, it helps me with my appetite, um, it helps me with my anxiety, it helps me with my depression, it helps me with my this, my that, my everything else. Yeah. Now. That's that's just the smoking version, and then you've got obviously the CBD benefits, which is like the pain relief and the insomnia and every all of the, a lot of those as well, but just in a different way, and it doesn't Definitely. have the psychoactive or whatever. Well, even the cancer suppression side of it, bro. I mean, you you look at that, right? Uh, well, even going back, you remember seeing the videos of um, the the woman or, or the guy with Parkinson's, and he's like barely moving, can't speak, like, and he's and he's shaking very violently. You can tell he's so uncomfortable, and then they show you they put like two drops of CBD under his tongue. Then they flash back to him ten minutes later, and he's having a conversation with the camera. Yeah, like, and yet that person would have been on fuck knows how many drugs for that long. Oh yeah, um, doing all the damage to his liver and his kidneys and everything else, and never getting even fucking fifty percent of the relief that that CBD gave him in two seconds. Yeah. So if you look at it from a pharmaceutical level, the amount of uh, their drugs that would come off the shelf instantly um, just by having this, and again, it's not going to be for everyone, but if it's gonna, it would cut. I'd have to assume at least fifty to eighty percent oh, yeah, of man. the entire market of yeah. um, pharmaceuticals. And when you look at, you know, we're, and we'll probably touch on this again another time, but um, you know, I've, I've had a uh, someone who was very close to me, and they had a horrific, they had a horrific um, past, and they were on uh, an, an absolute myriad of fucking. Um, uh, antidepressants and things like that cycling from one to another yeah. and the side effects were massive and, and they got to a point where they were just like I don't I don't fucking feel anything right I don't feel anything at all that's right yeah um, you don't feel the good, yes, you, you don't not, feel the bad but you don't feel the fucking good that's either that's right like you just and 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 so they finally um you know were able to get themselves off of that and it was difficult because then then everything hit them like a ton of bricks but as they slowly worked through that and again, they 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 uh, they found that weed was was very helpful in in again making them face all of that stuff, but eventually come out of that, and they became a, a better version of themselves. Um, yeah. And so, and to think that you know, there's like God knows how many different antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication or, or whatever there may be. And again, I'm I'm not discrediting that. I know that there are some sciences behind it, and I know that 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 these are the things that have worked for a lot of people. But it's also I've I've had so many firsthand cases of people that have had to come on and off them, and it's made them feel suicidal, or it's made them do this, or they've gained fuckloads of weight, which has made them more depressed, or Six, all of yeah. these massive side yeah. effects. And it's like, if there's something like this, which we have already gone through, what it did for my mum with osteoarthritis, what it did for my dad with a horrific neck injury and like um, massive circulation issues, and what it's done for all of these other people, it's absolutely farcical to think that there is not a medical benefit to the level that it should not be illegal in any capacity anymore. Yeah. Right? It, it, it is. It's just pure, at this point, it's just pure, I'm not going to say stupidity because it's not the right word, but like, you're like, fucking why? Like, it's at that point now where it's like, it's legal in Colorado, it's legal in Canada, it's legal, like, and all what, these other people, Portugal, it's like, well, in Port, I, think, like, I think it's like Portugal or like one of those kind of, maybe not Portugal, but like- all um, drugs to criminal. All drugs. Yeah, yeah I can't remember the one and, you're and talking they, about. I think it's, it starts with the U. It starts with the U. Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah. I think it's Uruguay. And their crime went through the fucking floor. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they treated it, instead of treating it as a criminal issue, they treated it as a health issue. Yeah. And these people, instead of just fucking going like, he's a crackhead, get him into the methadone clinic- and fucking load him up, send him back out onto the street. They treated it as he's got a problem with meth. Bring him in, bring him into the system, like, and then go he 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 like let's rebuild your fucking life. And then if you fall back into this again six months, a year, two years later, we're here for you. But like, we're gonna help you get out of there. But instead, the way that the Western world works and the way it works here is like when you have a problem where someone someone has a problem with a drug, they treat it like a criminal issue, and that and it's easier for them because they make money from like the prisons to throw them in prison. You know, like and it's that's the easier. Thing. And like- I guess uh, we shouldn't have to give the the things, but there's always going to be people that are like, yes, my brother, all he ever did was weed and he fucked his complete life up. There is always going to be situations like that. But yeah. the point that we're trying to make is that. That's what's happened with alcohol. That's what's happened with cigarettes. That's what's happened with gambling. That's what's happened with food. All these other things where people have just completely ruined their life because of one, you know, tunnel vision towards one thing. Um, That that doesn't. That's not a good enough argument for something that has, as we've discussed, has so much proven medical benefits, um, and clearly doesn't 
you know, the point I was going to make before is, as I said, I've been doing it for a number of years now, you know. Again, I don't do it anywhere near as heavily as I did and that's helped me massively. And I think, yeah. again, moderation was key and the and, and not Got mixing it with tobacco um, and everything was key. But I've been for – since 2012, I've been – well, for before that, I've been working full-time pretty much the entire time and I've been doing stand-up since 2012. Yeah. And I've been doing other stuff and getting out to gigs and going to festivals and doing all of this stuff that is – has not been impacted negatively in any single way by the fact that I've chosen to do that. It hasn't impacted my intelligence, I don't think, in any way, no, shape, or form. Um, I don't feel any any negative repercussions out of doing it. And I've had big breaks from it before, and you don't feel you any don't different. Really, yeah, I don't yeah. feel any different. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it doesn't make a uh, particularly when now that I do it in such a small microdosy type of way. Um, like I don't like it now. Like I don't like getting too high. Like I don't like that feeling. Like it's not something that I enjoy. Um, so I like just there's that perfect amount from just doing a little bit that makes me feel the that higher level of activity in my brain. I feel relaxed. I feel you know happy or yeah. whatever. Like it's just the perfect amount. Like I'm not sitting there just a fucking just like a fucking rock. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think yes, it's, it's in, important to to look at it as yes, we we understand that it is just like anything else that that shouldn't be abused, but it also should not be tarred and feathered the way that it is oh, and, no. and made out to be something that is so. The way they've targeted it at the moment is clearly in an ulterior motive. Yeah, clearly, I clearly, because who- you can't you can't have the prohibition and the 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 fear campaign around weed, yet have this alcohol literal poison there's no there's no benefit to it at all no no benefit you can't have this advertised at adelaide oval fucking by west end by furfies you know like they've like they've, they've made like a, such a culture around the tin you know what i mean they've made such a culture around drinking knowing that it's pure poison um yet when they have something like weed which has all these benefits of course, if you abuse it, it's going to be a problem. But like, it has all these benefits, and then they've demonized the fuck out of it. Less so for our generation, but for for the older generations oh, who didn't yeah. have the internet, all they knew was like it's bad because we say so. Well, perfect example, right? Is if you look back at like advertising and stuff from like the forties and fifties, you'll find the fucking reefer madness and devil's lettuce and all of that stuff um, uh, everywhere. But in the same time, the next advert will be doctors recommend camel cigarettes for you yeah. while pregnant or fucking sh- hectic wild, shit man. like that, right? So that the proof is in itself there, right? If you can have one advert that literally says, you know, this is your brain on marijuana and it shows some fucking absolute like creature, just, you know, not even a functioning member of society, but then says doctors recommend camel. Yeah. That's all the answer you need. Yeah. Um, and I guess to expand further on it, right? If you look at, we go beyond that, right? If you do a bit of research, you'll find that they've been doing trials for quite some time uh, with things like for people with PTSD or returning servicemen or, or, um, trauma victims or whatever with MDMA, um, with, yeah, with, with, psilocybin. Uh, with psilocybin yeah. and having massively uh, positive results out of it. Illegal, 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 yeah. right? Category in a, most places. A, a, and and right. it just is insane to think. It's even now, like when you look at the when the cops the cop Facebook pages and shit post their weed bus like oh, they're just perf- like it's pathetic, and fucking bro. up the street value by like yeah. a thousand times and what it's it would perfect. actually be worth. Got a fucking JBag thirty thousand dollars worth of weed like it's um, fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's dude. crazy and the, to think that that's something that is and you. The good thing is, is that we're at a point now where you go into the comments or something like that, and it's most of people being like, it's "You guys are fucking jokes." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you'll still get a couple of people like, "Oh, so good to yeah. see this off the streets." Get it off like, the fucking streets. My son's in trouble. You know, like uh, it's- so yeah, to think that, that that I think the proof is there in itself, you know. And again, it's with the the psilocybin and and, and um, the LSD and 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 with mushies and weed and everything. Again, it's all the same thing, you know. You can't be abusing these things. There are benefits to this. Um, I think we should go for a break, and maybe I'll tell you we'll even have a quick uh, DMT chat on the other Must side. Yeah, all right, Donskis, let's, right, let's do it. Still crunching some chips. Probably Still crunching some you, chips. Probably could have given you another. Honey soy. Couple of did you tip that? Lid. Did you neck that whole thing or did you tip it out? I tipped it out because it all it all curdled at the bottom. I'm disappointed. It was like, a lemon as- tea. It was it was like 80% lemon tea and about 0.5% water. 
and then 0.5 or 3% beer. So it wasn't fucking excellent tasting. Um, That sounds good. Hey, um, before before we had our little break, I I did kind of set us up for the perfect. You better fucking come back and listen after you the break segue. Back. So they've already come about- this far. If they've come forty five minutes or so, how much we've done? How easy is that? Fucking it's, it's, forty five. It's super just to easy. Pump out. It's super easy. If they've come this far. I'm sure then, they're coming back for the DMT story. Good on you. Good on you. We're, uh, we're crossover and we're fucking Joe Rogan right now Crossing. by bringing up DMT on episode, <laughs> the second episode. Episode two. Well, episode one, really. Yeah, like, yeah, the first one The first one we don't count. No. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, someone, someone's trying to be uh, quiet and inconspicuously. Like, we have no idea signal. what he's saying. We have no Just fucking talk. idea what he's saying. Just talk. Zero the second. Zero the second. That wasn't worth that chime in. That was wasn't it? at all, wasn't it? That's why I didn't say that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's rookie. We will have him as. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, as a guest, but that's if we're still friends by that point. Yeah, um, yeah. For that one chime in that he did on episode one. I'd not really looked into it this much. It was years ago. It was before even fucking old mate Joe Rogan was huge and talking about it every second. Yeah. Every second episode. But someone said to me, um, oh, mate, if you ever if you ever come across DMT, like don't don't go like DMT's awesome, but don't go looking for it. Let it come to you. Mm. And I didn't even pay any attention. I was like, Yeah, all right, you fucking trip it, dickhead. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um and then all of a sudden, uh, I was sitting at a mate's house. And this dude rolls around and he's like, oh, I've got some fucking DMT. And it was like my brain like heard that like movie echo of like, yeah. don't go looking for it. Let it find yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like you, the guy's like you, reverb voice you, in the, yeah. like behind your head and shit. Yeah, And yeah, so yeah. I was like, and again, I hadn't even really thought about it. So it wasn't like one of those things where I was ever actively looking for it, ever thought I was going to do it. I've never done, by that stage, I'd actually never done anything like trippy. I'd never done, I've done mushies now, but at that point I'd done nothing. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the idea of trips uh, because everyone who t- told me their stories only ever told me of their fucking bad trips. Oh, really? I know That's people fucking had, weak, man. What? I know people have had good ones, but for me, I don't like the idea of being- Out of control. Out of control <laughs> yeah. for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, so the only thing that got me to do DMT that day is A, I watched my mates do it first um, and they were out of it in such a short amount of time. I was like, I can handle that, right? Mm. I can handle the, the they, they obviously, the, the other thing, it was three of them did it at the same time, but they were all kind of like getting angry at each other while going through it because they all kept talking oh, and they dude. just wanted people to be That's quiet. That's a whack environment, man. Um, so, so my first time doing it was amazing because I watched them, realized I was going to be okay, went into it with an open mind and told them to shut the fuck up and just let me let me do it. That's good. Um, and so, yeah, obviously, you know, they put it on top of the, on top of the bong and, and, and smoked it and like bang sucked out of the room. And like, I was just spinning through all of these uh, images. I can't really remember much of it other than mm. when I came back to the room that like the geometric, like patterns and everything on oh, yeah. all the blinds. And that was, yeah. it was incredibly intense. But the feeling that I had in that moment, when I came back to the room and I was just looking at all the patterns and, it was it was such a strange, surreal thing of like you could have told me that everyone I knew and loved was dead, and at that moment I would have been like, "It's all okay. It's yeah, a part that, of that's the life. It's the plan. Universes yeah. is like plant. Like that was what was, and that alone I can see how that could have such an amazing benefit to have. Uh, I didn't know how much I was doing. You know, I think I, they just, they did it all for me. So I was just like, I don't know. Again, I don't think there was any intention to, I don't think they were well-versed. You know what I mean? The dude who got it, I think he was like, oh, man, I just got given, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we were all kind yeah, of like, which is lucky. Lucky I just came out of it um, or did it in the right way and came out of it um, feeling so good. But yeah, I think it's it's just crazy that, um, it's funny as well, like, you know, um, 
was talking to someone about what we wanted to talk about tonight. And they're like, oh, are you sure you want to, um, you know, talk about all of that stuff? And I'm like, I don't, doing this podcast, I don't want to be a false version of myself. I no, don't see you any want to be benefit. Authentic. And yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some people that might tune in and, and go, oh, that's fucking inappropriate or why does he fucking smoke weed or whatever it might be. But if I'm not talking about that stuff, I'm not giving true representations of my life and I want people to come back and listen to yeah. this because they're like, we're getting raw, uh, you know, feelings and emotions and experiences and whatever else. Exactly right. It's just one facet of who you are. That's exactly right. It's like, right. why would you want to hide one part of you, like you were saying before, the gaming. You, like a lot of people might, might might be like, let's start a podcast, but I'm going to suppress the side of me about gaming because I don't want people to know that. I'm, no, I'm a big fucking nerd or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever it may be. It's just like yeah. if, if you're going to fucking, if people are going to listen to a podcast and like fall in love with, fall in love with your personality or like the content you talk about, you want it to why be the there. fuck would you talk about something that's not legit to yourself? Because like, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 episodes down the track, you, how the fuck can we, could we keep that up? How could we keep up a fucking fake persona for fucking yeah. Yeah, hundred hours? And I've of listened to like a lot just, of I've listened to a lot of podcasts that just are a vapid in that sense. You know what I mean? You're not getting anything that is, you know, they are, if they are just talking about, oh yeah, look at this fucking movie that's yeah. coming out, or there's this cool thing or whatever, and it's like, yeah, that's cool, but like. You know, you, you want it. You want more substance. You know yeah, what I mean? you tell want me who you are. To, you want something to fucking hook you in and, and grab you. And um, yeah, I think you know that's obviously what, what I want to try and do here. And it's also, I think if if people understand that and then go, oh, hot, like if anyone has any preconceived ideas about, let's say, weed or, or DMT or whatever these things are, um, if they listen to us and they go, well, hold on a second, I, I thought that this would, you know, that it did this to people and it did this and now I've listened to these guys and I can hear how hopefully switched on they sound and whatever else, then they might, it might slightly shift their opinions of, of things as well or, or get it. them to ask questions or, or whatever else, you know. I yeah. think it's, in a in a society where we're so quick to just dismiss people based on, Completely fucking stupid shit. Cancel. Um, yeah, cancel culture. Yeah. I think cancel it, culture is rife. Where- but for the people that wanna that that wanna just have a chat and like, you know, once we get the comment sections rolling and shit like that and you got something to say, then we're the kind of people that will listen and like we will talk about that kind of stuff um, and just be authentic and as genuine as you possibly can be. Um, and if you if you want on the bandwagon, then welcome to the family. And like we've always said, I'm always open to changing my opinions about anything. Oh, of course. Yeah, you can't be hard-pressed on a certain thing, especially when it comes to like current um, news because like what they were saying before, is like anything can change so quickly, you know, like yeah. something that's right today could be wrong tomorrow. And yeah. I understand that. And if, and if in, in the future we say something that's whack, like we said in that first the, the episode zero, if we say something that's whack and then it comes back and we're, we're like, no, nah, shit, that's whack. We're apologizing for it. That's just, that, that's just a human Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the most important thing is 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 just trying to to um, you know walk that line as much as possible because with everyone having to tiptoe around constantly, then you you start to lose that authenticity in a lot of people because they're so worried. So they're worried that their authentic self is going to be um, not well received or that people might have issues. And it's like you just can't you can't make any progress. And even like you know, I guess part of why I want to be so authentic in doing this is because. I don't feel that I can be as much as I want to be with stand-up. Um, you know, I find that it's uh, I have to walk a fine line with that in in trying to to be funny and relatable and not alienate parts of, parts of the audience. And that's not even just like, you know, it's not like I'm saying, oh, I really want to get up on stage and be this fucking misogynistic, fucking racist piece of shit or something. There's nothing like no, that. No, not at all. It's just still you have to – there's so much sensitivity in, in today's yeah. world that Especially I, have comedy, to be, man. I have to be so careful to make sure. Yeah. Um, and that's not like, again, it, yeah, it's, it's hard to – and it's also like people don't have time almost in comedy sometimes for or even just with my own personal the amount of stage time you get you don't have time like we have right now to be able to address every part of a thing 
and then it occasionally be funny like we're, exactly we're, right. we're hopefully being here, whereas yeah. I'm, I'm on stage, I'm, I'm trying to make the most of that. It's entertainment. That's why you're up there, to entertain. Minutes. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, it would be no benefit in me doing that where I already feel sometimes like I can't be 100% myself or I can't talk. I don't have enough time to talk about the things I want to talk about and then try and bring it back and be funny. Um, so while, if I'm doing this where I have the opportunity to do that, there's no benefit in me being a fucking false version of myself and being like, no. yeah. Um, At the end of the day, I think with us, it's it, it's all love. It's all love. Like I don't have time to sit around and, and hate on people or no. like if you want to hate if you want to hate me, then go ahead, man. I, I don't care. It's yeah. like you know, but um, if if you if you want to you know you want to jump on and you want to fucking listen along and you know like become friends, then let's do it. Yeah, let's do it because that's what we're here. We're only here for a finite amount of time. You know, we're only on this this spinning rock for so long. Why would you want to take up so much of your energy directing negativity to someone else when chances are they probably don't give a fuck? Yeah. Like, Never gotten that about, just, again, this whole movement towards like just hating everything that, that you know, doesn't slightly align with our belief system or whatever. I'm like, who yeah. has the energy who just does? to pour into that? But that's how the thing. Many- a lot of these people do and that's whack because they don't do anything else. That's all they do. But how do they go like, you know, it's the thing I try and live my life in a way that when I go to bed at night and my fucking head hits the pillow, I'm like, fucking good day, cunt. We, yeah. There was some there was some positive energies coming out your fucking Fuck yeah. asshole as you were, uh, you know, going around your fucking day at work. And when you came home and you you know you poured your love into your family and and whatever else, that that's the you want to be carrying that to the fucking pillow at night time. Definitely. So I get how people are like, oh man, I fucking. I raged at this fucking group of people. Protested. I got angry at this. I fucking commented on this. I fucking yeah. rang up and complained about this. I'll fucking good solid day. Yeah. I'm going to have a great night. I just don't understand yeah. that. And again, what like it's, I think it's a stupid thing, but I always think about, I guess, like a legacy. You know, I think about one of the biggest things I, I always say, right, is that I, I like to live my life in a way that when I'm gone, at whatever time it is, that I would have a, you know, I would have, 500 different people wanting to speak at my funeral because they all felt like they shared an experience with me that was cool enough, fun enough, meaningful enough that they wanted to share it, right? Yeah. That's it. That's really that that's that, that's the main thing I want, right? And and obviously there's different parts of that and and what I do in my day-to-day life, but that's the that's the thing I want to leave behind. 100% dude. And I, I don't, it's just something that I feel that we should all have something similar. You know, yeah. we should all be thinking about how are we positively impacting the lives of those people around us. Um, in a way that they're, you know, it's going to be heartbreaking and, and gutting and everything for the day that we're gone. Yeah. Um, you, the idea of of it being something, anything other than that, just seems vapid and empty to me. You know what well, I mean? It that's just the thing. Seem- you know, a lot of these people, uh, a lot of these, you know, I'm not going to say just social justice warriors, but this that that I'm just categorizing there. You know, a lot of these people that are getting up in arms and offended culture and just running around like they don't have they don't have goals, they don't have dreams, they don't have drive. All they see is the world falling apart. Someone else is getting oppressed. I need to do something about it. I'm going to protest for fucking nine days straight. Did you hear about Chaz? Yeah, that that, that shit is wild, thing. man. Like that is yeah. they've literally they literally set up like a separate little like area. Kicked out all the cops, then kicked, kicked out, out all the, the white people with guns. Yeah. Then some black dude with guns took over. Yeah. Then, and then they got rang, shot. Then and they rang the cops. Died. Yeah, then they rang the cops. When that yeah. dude took over and was like, all right, these are the rules now. I run this place. They rang the cops. And the cops were like, well, that's your jurisdiction now. It's, it's um, just absolutely fucking wild. And again, look, it's not, not to be misconstrued with it. There's not social issues and things that need to be addressed. Not at all what we're saying. It's just about there's a way to go about this stuff. There's yeah. a way to spread these messages. Perfect example, you know, we're, we're in this podcast today. We've talked about weed and we've talked about DMT and, and whatever else in a, in a way that can hopefully open up people's minds to doing it. We're not jamming it down your throat. We're not screaming down the microphone like, fucking have a cone, cunt. Yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're trying to give you our personal experiences um, that should hopefully allow you to be like, wow, okay, well, if, they're, if they've got this kind of knowledge around it and then they're backing it up on personal experiences and, you know, with the CBD stuff, what's even happened to direct family members, whatever it is, then maybe there's something for me to look into myself. And that's always, you know, I'm, I'm never looking to give my belief over someone else's. I'm, I'm hoping that I can encourage someone to look into it for themselves. For sure. Right? I want them to be intrigued by what I'm saying. 
Because I don't think there's any benefit in me saying, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad, right? Because again, everyone's going to have a different, lots yeah. of people are going to have too many opinion. people saying that, man. I'm going to give you something to work with and you can then go, I'm going to go and look into it. And then if you come back to me and go, hey, you're full of shit, dickhead. Yeah. Fucking so be it. But, uh, and I'll be happy to look into it further myself because maybe I've been wrong about it. But yeah. it's about this, we have such a, uh, a culture of just going, so-and-so or the TV or whatever told me this and that's what I think now mm. as opposed to taking in all the information from both sides and then forming our own opinion. Reading headlines. Critical thinking is just something that like has been somewhat thrown out the door with a lot of these things. Um, they'll see a headline. They'll be like, that has to be true. Um, and then after that, they would, like, they would just be like fucking, I don't know, like if, if uh, CNN and – Channel 9 News is saying it's true, then it has to be true. But like they don't Because that's what I've relied on in. for, yeah, they don't for look so any, long. They don't look any further further into it. And they're the same people that will get angry at you for for um, for um having a different opinion. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's no benefit in, in being angry about it or whatever else. Like, yes, we can be upset and we can be saddened by things that are happening or whatever, but the way that we go about making change in the world has to be peacefully. Like oh, we, it has we, to be. We have to be doing it in a way that is – bringing people onto the understanding of something that they've come to on their own conclusions and now they want to do something about it and that we're all banding together. You know, know, people talk to me all the time. They're like, oh, you know, what are we possibly going to do? And it's like, but until everyone has that same mindset of like, hey, we want to change this thing or whatever, um, then that's the only way that we can do it, right? There's no uh, having just a handful of people want to do it and then then the only way that they feel that they can do something is by force. It's never going to, to reach that thing. So... Um, you know, it has to be something where you encourage people to to open their mind about a certain whatever the fuck it is, um, and then they can you can slowly have society progress into a level where they go, hey, look, this is the way that this should be, and this is the way that this should be, and if you've got 80, 90 percent of the population all on the same thing, rather than constantly divided, yeah, that's the problem. Is that this is yeah, what you, you know, getting into a little bit of fucking conspiracy before we wrap it up. Divide and conquer is the fucking oldest school in the uh, the oldest fucking oh, yeah. trick in the book, 100% right? Out of war, mate. Now, if you just look at everything that's happened over at least the last two decades, where we've been, you know, conscious enough to have an understanding, everything that is brought to us is something divisive, right? Whether it's religion, for many fucking times before the last twenty years, but religion has been happening for fucking eons. Um, whether it's religion or, or or fucking race baiting or fucking uh, the borders on our fucking map, whatever it is, um, social issues, whatever it may be, drug fucking war, everything is is des- designed in the way that the media spins this shit and is in a way to have us arguing about that. To divide, yeah. Even the fucking two-party system with elections where you end up voting the other thing and then the same fucking shit continues, it's always just about we're too busy arguing with each other over fucking weed legalisation or gay marriage legalisation or yeah. Trump's a fucking shit yeah whatever it may be we're too busy fucking worrying about that to go well hold on a second why is it that minimum wage is so low why are we not worrying about that why Why is is homelessness such rife in so many why is there systematic racism in a lot of these fucking things why is it that we are worried about this shit why are we not having the option to elect people that are actually there for the people why is it only a fucking two-party system why is it they're all the things that we could be uh, coming together for unanimously and actually worrying about, but they've got us constantly squabbling over fucking yeah, shit, whether it's immigration or whatever it is. That we—that's all, especially the older generation. Um, and I, I feel like we rag on them a lot, but fuck them. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you go somewhere and that's all—that's all they fucking talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's all they're man. fucking arguing about, and they're just regurgitating the same talking points that have been fucking fed to them on their news yeah. that they watch every single night. There's just no getting through to them, and it's like. That as soon as you peel back that layer and go, that's what they're doing, and you don't constantly gobble that up. Again, it's important to know what they're saying and understand what it is that the 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 big news corporations are saying, and then obviously look at alternative media sources and then form your own opinion on what might be going on. It's important to understand everything. Um, but as soon as you understand that that's what's happening and that it's all about divide and conquer it's all about when we're too busy being scared of things yeah, and also fighting fear. with ourselves about things we're not worried about the bigger issues yeah and they can have us slaving away for fucking nothing they can have us having barely fuck all any time with our family they can have us doing all of this shit mm. that benefits the one percent 
I mean, I, I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but it's one of the things that in my very early days of, oh, I guess, wokeness, we'll call it, um, was just looking at the disparity between the the 1% and their wealth compared having more wealth accumulatively than the other 99%. Just that alone, we should be fucking, we should be up in arms about. Yeah. Yes, I know 100%. that everyone's going to argue that certain fucking wealth distribution things don't work and they're going to argue fucking socialism and communism. I understand that. Yeah. There's got to be a better way than that oh, though, when, right? When, when, uh, like, I think I'm pretty sure what it is, is it's 1% of the world owns over 50% of the world's wealth, which is extremely out of balance. Like, and like, just to wrap it all up, basically what we're, what we've been trying to say, Oh, Black Dog Institute thing. One yes. more time, just for, just for people to to uh, go there, and if they want to donate, chuck a few bucks there. Yeah. Uh, if you know, if if not, just share it around. Well, I'll I'll post it on the actual Wormholes Facebook page, which by this time we'll have up and running, well we and truly. We will. Um, <laughs> and uh, and this will be up hopefully with a with a little bit left in July. So um, I'll share the post there. And yeah, as I said, if you've got any sort of spare change or. Um, you can share it around and be muchly appreciated. I think we're always going to come back to this mental health thing. I think this is something that, um, you know, we don't want to be depressing and and always talking about the. No, nah, not the, at all. But when we're talking about when we're talking is. about what we've been talking about today, because we're going to do episodes on music, we're going to do episodes on comedy, we're going to do episodes on the PlayStation Five because I know I've got a lot to say about the PS Five. Yeah. And I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Um. But you know. When, when we're talking about this kind of stuff, it's, it's good to be real, like we were saying before. Yeah. So and I um, think with these first couple of episodes, we want to give you as much of an insight into us. You know, we kind of did just a very sort of basic intro in the first one, but now we're trying to, uh, I guess, dive into a bit more of us as human beings so that we want you to keep coming back. You know? For and sure. We, as I said in the – we said in the first one, we want this to be as interactive as possible as well. You know, we're going to run out of fucking ideas to talk about by episode whatever. So knowing what you want us to talk about, Yeah, we'll give you our opinion. You know, follow, follow us along. Yeah, let us let us know what's going on. We want to. We want. We want feedback after these first couple of episodes more than anything. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, because um, that, that's how the that's only how way grow, we're so. going to get better is if we understand if you got to twenty minutes and wanted to fucking smash your head repeatedly against a wall. Or-